welcome back to season two of the Grow Through What You Go Through podcast. Can someone please explain to me how it's been eight weeks since I last recorded my last episode? Um, because I'm actually not okay about how quick time's going these days. And if anyone can just let me know, I'd really appreciate it. Like, how are we in August already? Like, I could have sworn I was only setting New Year's resolutions yesterday. And then I went to sleep and woke up and it was August. Like, I'm really not okay with this. But the break was definitely needed because I didn't want to just be throwing out podcast episodes for the sake of it. I did want to give quality um, over quantity. Um, This time around, there will be a lot more solo episodes because at the end of the day, I did create this podcast to share my knowledge on things. Um, And then obviously I will have some guests to share their knowledge on things that I wouldn't be as knowledgeable about. So let's just start off with a little bit of a catch up. Um, so when I last left you, I was sitting the leave insert. I was repeating the Irish leave insert for um, getting into college for my master's in primary school teaching. Um, the Irish leave insert went so, so well. It um, Everything I studied came up and I was so lucky with that. Um, I think it was more so just to do with the fact that I was only doing the one subject as well. Um, I did, Obviously, I did put in a lot of study and effort and stuff like that. But as well as that, with it being just the one subject, I had a lot more time to put into it. Then after that, then I sat my college interview, um, which went really, really well as well. But unfortunately, I didn't get accepted. Um, the English part, they said I did really, really well in, but the Irish wasn't um, to their standard. Now, I know some of you are probably like, oh my God, like, that's such a, like, I'm so sorry to hear that. Don't be. I am honestly low-key happy about it. Um, I had been having my doubts on whether it was something I really wanted to do. Um, and it was playing in the back of my mind for so long. And it turns out it's actually not. Um, in the last two years, I've been really getting into, like, holistic practices and stuff like that. And I think because primary school teaching was such like, let's say it was a secure job that I felt that that's why I wanted to do it. Um, when it's not, I can't really let this something like security um, keep me in a job that I don't really want to do. I need to start following my heart and doing something that ignites my soul. And that's what like meditation, yoga, Reiki, all those holistic practices does. Um, so the plan is to obviously do the courses in them and maybe set up my own little business. So stay tuned. Um, on the other end, I did go to Canada. Um, I went to visit my best friend, Amy, in Canada. She's probably delighted to see me back home here in Ireland now because three weeks were, was a lot, but it, I think it brought us together as well. It brought us like closer together. But lads, I shit you not, Canada is like a different world to Ireland. Like, oh, I just haven't stopped talking about it since I came home. Like, the way of life over there is just out of this world. Like, you know the way over here, most people live for the weekend. When I tell you every day over there is the weekend, every day is the weekend. 
and you could be like oh but like you were on holidays but Amy wasn't on holidays Amy was working every day and Amy was still doing the same things I was doing like yeah she may have been a little bit sick but it's doable like it's just a different way of life and I feel like if I hadn't went over there I wouldn't have experienced that um and it just goes to show you there's a lot more to life outside of Ireland um as well as that like obviously Canada is full of Irish people there is so many Irish people over there that are so like-minded and I think anyone that emigrates and moves abroad they're going to be like-minded anyway um because they do have that passion to travel and see new things outside of Ireland or wherever it is they're from um and as well as that like when I say it's a, it's like it's a different way of life and every day is the weekend like on a Tuesday I'm not sure if anyone's seen my Instagram but there's this thing called the drum circle I went to three drum circles while I was over there and oh my god it is the best thing ever so some people call it the drum circle some call it the bongos basically what it is is every Tuesday evening then on English Bay no sorry not English Bay third beach um they play like the natives play the bongos everyone's like in the sea watching the sunset having a few cans you don't have to drink if you don't want to and just having an absolute ball like can you imagine doing that on a tuesday night in dublin and port marnock beach or something like that you'd never see it happening like and then after that then, like it finishes at half nine the police patrol around on their little quads making sure everyone's off the beach it finishes at half nine you're home in bed by half ten up for work the next morning how ideal is that? Now there is a outdoor cinema then on up beside Stanley Park then at half nine. And like I'm not messing when I say this uh, projector screen is about 50 feet tall and everyone's just sitting there with their blankets and like let's say if you want to have a drink, have a drink, like your sweets, everything. Oh, I want to move. I want to move. It's just so good. And then, like, when I was over... Now, I know you're probably saying, oh, but that was just summer. When you get into winter, all the lads are telling me and all the girls, like, it gets even better in the winter. You get to go snowboarding, skiing, things like that. And I feel like their sporting kind of lifestyle over there is just getting active. Whereas I feel in Ireland and in a lot of other countries, it's gym, muscle building, and that's it. Whereas over there... People are playing tennis after work. No, people in Ireland probably do that as well. But from Instagram and people in Ar- like Irish people on my Instagram, you don't see it an awful lot. Um, people are playing tennis after work. There was a Thursday volleyball league every Thursday. Amy's housemates and friends were a part of that. Cycling is a big, huge thing over there. I know everyone does it in Ireland as well, but it was humongous over there. Um. Yeah, like it was just if like I felt like the whole sporting or getting active. The goal was just to get active. It wasn't like physique goal orientated, and that is something. Like I felt like when I was over there and I was like on the beach in bikinis and stuff like that. I wasn't trying to cover up because I'd eaten like a big burger for me lunch. Whereas I feel other holidays I would have, and I do think that is due to the environment I was surrounded by. Um, and the people like I do genuinely believe it probably was because I was surrounded by Irish people as well but 
Like Amy, we went to Calgary the first weekend I was over there and I'm not messing. Like her group isn't, her group is far from small. Like there was easy about 35 people there in the airport that I walked into. And like, don't get me wrong, walking into a big group of people like that can be intimidating and your chimp brain or in other words, your inner critic goes absolutely haywire thinking all sorts. Like, oh, these aren't going to like me. These are going to think I'm a weirdo. I'm not going to fit in. I may as well be on my own. Blah, blah, blah. And I swear by the time I got off the plane, I could have sworn I was part of that group since, like, the get-go. They were so welcoming. They were so, yeah, all right, how's things? How long are you over? Like, just so engaging and making me feel so welcome. And... I feel as well like I could just go in and be myself and that was the most important thing like when you go abroad or if you're putting yourself into new places like that you do get a chance to create a new identity for yourself as well like I feel like when we're back home and we're trying to like let's say break habits and push through judgment and fear of like judgment and things like that it is a lot harder to when you go away and meet new people who actually don't know who you are so I felt that was a that was a big part of it as well. And I suppose that ties around the whole idea of solo travelling in general. Like, yeah, solo travelling is good for, like, it gives you that bit of independence and, like, it shows you new ways of life outside your, like, your country you live in. Like, because I've only started solo travelling this year. And it makes you, like, obviously, like, I haven't seen many new experiences and, like, new ways of living. And it just kicks you outside your box of being in Ireland for so long and seeing the new ways of life. Um, Like, I know people, when you think of solo traveling, it thinks solo, I have to be on my own. I have to, uh, right, I just need to stop for a second because I'm sitting here podcasting and I'm seeing a white little butterfly fly past my window. And that's been like my little spirit animal um, the last few weeks. So that's cute. Um, Sorry, where was I? Yeah. Solo traveling, doing it on your own. Like, yeah, solo traveling, solo being alone. But that doesn't mean when you go away that you can't reach out to people if you know them that live over there and be like, do you want to meet up for coffee? Or do you want to go out for dinner tonight? Or things like that. Like, yeah, I did a lot of things on my own when I was over in Canada with Amy. But like, it actually turned out there's a few people from Ireland over there that I actually knew. And I did reach out. And that doesn't mean that like, I didn't solo travel. Do you know that sort of way? So it also like I feel like solo traveling made you challenge, makes you challenge your beliefs as well. Because I always thought my belief around solo traveling was you have to be on your own, you have to live on your own, you have to like do things on your own. Yeah, that comes in part of it, but you don't have to isolate yourself to the detriment of like if especially if it's your first time solo traveling and you know there's someone living over there. Like, it could affect your mental health then. Um, plus, you can never deny connection with people. Like, if you have that, like, dying love for connection with someone and you have a friend that lives abroad, meet up with them. There's no harm in that, like. Um, but, yes, I would highly, highly recommend solo traveling. And if there is someone listening that does find solo traveling that a little bit scary, from going to London back in March, the way I, I've been thinking of it since then is just think of it like you're going on a different mode of transport so if you're getting the bus into Dublin city centre or you're getting the train down to Cork on your own 
going abroad on a plane is just the exact same thing. You're going to a different continent, different country on a different mode of transport. And that's all it is. It's just changing your perspective on it a little bit. Now, look, I'm not saying you need to hop on a plane to go to Australia tomorrow. But make it small. Challenge yourself a little bit and get a bus, I don't know, into town and stay in a hotel by yourself for a night. Just do it a night. Book yourself a, a dinner and that's it. Or stay in the room and watch Netflix. You did do that. You took the initiative to get up and go. Or... If you want to be a bit more adventurous, book a hotel down the country somewhere and get a train now. Or drive down if you drive. And stay overnight. Book yourself a nice dinner. Book yourself into the spa the next morning. And off you pop back home. No one has to know. I feel like there's a lot of pressure as well on social media to let people know you're solo travelling. Absolutely not. Like, there's no need for that. Like, you can do... Like, it's up to you what you want to do. If you want to let people know, let them know. If you don't, you don't. Don't put if, especially if it's your first time. Don't put that big pressure on yourself to feel like you need to vlog it on Instagram. Like I know I did, and then I end up losing my phone, which we won't talk about because it's still a very sensitive subject at the moment. <laughs> um, but especially if it's something that's like you really want to do, but you're nervous about doing it, don't broadcast it, and then have people like asking you about it especially if you felt like you had to come home early because you weren't ready for it um but yeah that kind of ties me into then the main topic of this week's episode success versus failure so with my college application not going the way I wanted it to straight away my mind started to be like oh my god I failed didn't get in one of the main thing one of the words that came to my head was I got rejected and now being on having time to think when I was in Canada and like because before I went I was like oh my god what am I gonna do fuck like I've literally like I'm starting back from scratch my big thing was that I had the plan in the back of my head for so long and then I was kicked into the unknown and I was like fuck what am I gonna do I had that security in the back of my head and then I was like right now I got rejected um I didn't get accepted and then I was like oh was I not good enough or did I not work hard enough or little things like that and having time to think about it and sit back and be like right okay think about it you've been having your doubts and you know that it's something that like yes you want to teach but it's not in the line of field you want to do is it really uh, rejection no it's redirection it's directed me in a play into a like, like a field of industry that I'm passionate about second of all the amount of work I've done over the last two and a half years is that all gone to waste definitely not just because I didn't get accepted doesn't mean I failed I've learned like how to keep myself motivated through those last two and a half years because I definitely didn't say motivated for the for the whole two and a half years I've learned discipline I've learned a language. I learned Irish. I can say I went back and repeated the leave insert, which I know a lot of people would never do because they'd be scarlet to do it. And I think over the last few weeks, I've been able to redefine and challenge my beliefs around success and failure. Because beforehand, I would have seen things like that as, 
I failed. Or let's say if I did an exam and I didn't do well as I wanted to, I failed, even though I probably got like a 67% in the exam. Or let's say if I didn't get the interview, like the job I wanted after the interview, I failed when I probably did two and three hours of interview preparation. The same way I did two years of um, study preparation to get into college with the Irish. The same goes then with this podcast. Um, In terms of setting the podcast up, like, yeah, I probably don't have like a million followers or a million listeners. But that doesn't mean I failed. The fact I set this podcast up means I've succeeded. And that's one thing and one point I want to get across is that for me, success is trying something, whether I succeed in inverted commas because I get to define my idea of success or whether I don't. When versus failure then, which for me is not trying at all and not setting up this podcast, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like we put so much pressure on ourselves to like, let's say, succeed. And that means like winning and coming out on top. But who told you that? Who told you that that's what success is? Do you not think you have the right to define success for yourself and define in like, I'm doing air quotes here, failure for yourself? Like, to be honest, I don't really like the word failure. I prefer the word setback. I'd see me not getting into college as a setback. Although it's redirected me, it's a setback because I have to go do more courses now. But in the long run, I'll succeed because I'm learning something new. So my question to you is, and something I want you to think about is, what does success and failure mean to you? Can you change your idea of failure so you're not being too hard on yourself? And you know yourself when I say failure, I'm I'm doing air quotes and I mean actually like let's say a setback or not doing maybe not doing as well as you'd like to do um who told you what failure looks like who told you what success looks like do you not think that you have the privilege to define that for yourself and do you believe you can change that belief yourself do you believe you have what it takes to be like, no, that's not what failure means to me. That's not what success means to me. And rewrite your story, rewrite your beliefs. Like, don't get me wrong. You do need failures or setbacks, like I like to say it, in your life in order to grow and learn as a person. And then in order to reach your idea of successful. But like I said, you get to determine what success looks like for you. It doesn't have to be about money. It doesn't have to be about the things you own. It doesn't have to be this big major thing with a ribbon on top that says first place on it. It can be anything you want it to be. So success can be you waking up in the morning and just feeling grateful for everything you already have in your life. Or it can be finishing that book that you've been trying to finish for the last six months. And when you finally finished it, happy days, you've succeeded. You're successful because you finished the book. Yeah, maybe it took you six months. That doesn't matter. Don't judge yourself because it's taken someone else a shorter amount of time and then you're seeing yourself as a failure then. Or it could be completing a 5k marathon regardless of how long it took you or whether you walked or ran it. The fact that you finished it, that's you being successful. 
You get to choose what success and failure looks like in your life. No one else. Don't let someone else's idea of success and failure make you think any less of yourself or that your accomplishments and what you've done is any less. Challenge your beliefs. Challenge your beliefs around everything in life. Like around love. Like who told you what love looks like? Yeah, you may have grown up in a house and love was obviously um, modelled for you in a way from your parents. And that's what we kind of grow up thinking love is. But as you grow older, you get to determine what love looks like for you. If that's not if that's not your idea of love, change it. Who says you can't? The same with money. Like, I know I, I would have grown up in a house where I was told money wasn't grown on trees. And growing up then, I would have always seen money as a lack in terms of, like, there wasn't enough money. Um, and... Like money is money is everywhere. Like you look at your bed, you use money to buy that bed, or you look at your telly or your lamp. No, I'm just picking things that are out me room right now. <laughs> um, you use money to buy them. And I remember there was times where I'm like, oh my god, no, like I've no money in the bank account. Like, and I still have two weeks left to the paycheck. Like, what did I do with my money? Or, oh my god, I have all these bills to pay. Like, you know yourself, like when you're taxed for your car, and like let's say NCT cup in the one month or something like that you're like fuck what am I gonna do but if you sit and look and be like right me sitting here in my room I'm like right if I was really really stuck for money I could sell me telly easily 150 euro there you go I could sell some of my clothes on Depop I know I've loads of clothes in there that I don't wear anymore that I could sell and that's just something I've challenged myself because Yes, don't get me wrong, we do need a certain amount of money to get things going. But I'd always stop myself because I never had enough money. And in challenging my beliefs around money, I've actually attracted more money into my life because instead of looking at it from a lack mentality, I looked at it from an abundant mentality. And like, you know, like, you know yourself when you're abundant and you have that abundant vibration and mindset, you attract more of that. So when I changed that belief, I brought more of it. And you'll do that with love and you'll do that with with success. And when you change like different aspects of your life and look at different things in a positive mindset. So like me with college, I switched it on the flip side and the positive being like, right, okay. I learned a lot of self-discipline. I learned a new language. I've learned, I was motivated throughout the whole lot. I persevered. I like, there was times where my friends went out on nights out and I said, no, sorry, I can't go out. I have to study, I have exams next week. And that's being, po- that's the positive, that's taking the positive out of that situation rather than looking at it being like, I got rejected. I'm not good enough. I'm a failure. I may as well give up on life right now. In the bin, good luck, see you later. Do you get me? Does that make sense? So, you determine what success and failure looks like for you. Challenge your beliefs, rewrite your story, rewrite your ideas, and look at everything from an abundant mindset, and all will unfold naturally. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I hope that made sense for everyone. I really enjoyed this episode because this ha- this has been something that's come up for me over the last eight weeks and I really did need to sit back and think about it. 
Um, so yeah, that's the way my episodes are going to go lately. Anything that I feel, obviously I do have a plan of what episodes I do want to bring out. But if there has something that's been coming up for me that I'm working through or I've worked through, um, I will be sharing my experience on it. So yeah, thank you all so, so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed um, listening to this episode in particular. I am so excited to be back recording. And yeah, I'll talk to you all next week.